welcome to the Felon Experience. I'm your host, Tyler Howell. How does one find direction in life? For me, I had to go through addiction and spend over seven years incarcerated to find passion, which has led into purpose. And then by focusing on progress, I have been able to attain actionable goals towards a vision that I know I am worth. And I never had that before. The whole intent of this is to share this with you for whatever struggle you are working through and whatever your struggles are, even if it's not addiction recovery. The principles apply across the board. If you have not listened to my previous episodes, I strongly suggest that you give them a try. In my first episode, I discussed how changing my inner narrative, so those dialogues that we tell ourselves every day inside of our heads, How redirecting those has changed my life and transformed the way that I think. And in my second episode, I discuss how I have turned my recovery into an equation. And by finding the specific components that work for me, not based on what specifically works for somebody else, how that has changed my life and how I have directed my actions, my goals, and my intents into those three components of my recovery equation. Yours would be different. It is different for everybody. I am using my life, my story, my thoughts, and my transformation to hopefully help guide or inspire the next man or woman. Passion. What are you passionate about? What really gets your emotions, your heart, your mind fired up and running in sync with one another. What, based on your life experiences, including traumas, trials, adversities, any life experience that you have that has impacted your life and maybe given you a little bit of fire, for me, my trials and my adversities and my life experiences all revolve around addiction, our justice system, and the foster system Especially because I know now that had I not been adopted, I would have experienced far more difficulties and obstacles in life as I witnessed through other inmates while in prison or jail. That is a common denominator in a lot of the prison population, is experiencing the foster system and its failure, which all tie into each other in many various overlapping ways. And what I mean by that is the prison industrial complex basically thrives off of addiction. And many in the prison population came from the foster system or other various systems that are broken in society. So I have noticed a pattern within the prison population that is based on failures by parents, communities, and other systems that are meant to function in ways that they are not. And that's a huge problem to me. I can't tell you how demoralized I have felt throughout my life as I was battling addiction while also battling institutionalization, which includes societal barriers placed in front of Americans when they are released from prison or jail. Every time that I would get out of prison, I would get out of jail. I was only sober for maybe two weeks before I started using again. At the time, I thought that it was just all me and that I was the entire problem. And I now see that it's not that way. And this is why this is part of my passion, 
Because obviously when you are in these worlds, prison and addiction, you're there because you have internal problems, you are broken, you are hurt, you are hiding and running from traumas and problems in your life, and you're using addiction as a means and mode of coping with those experiences. But at the same time, there are systems that have been implemented and integrated into American society that don't equip you with anything that you need to heal, to excel in life, or to become your best self. When you're released from prison, when you're released from jail, they don't provide you with documents that you need to get a job. They don't provide you with stable housing free from outside interferences that are probably associated to the reason that you were there in the first place. So basically imagine that you're trying to stop doing something, whether that's your favorite food or whether that's a drug, and then being forced to be in an environment where you are surrounded by that. And then you are expected to not partake in those kinds of actions or behaviors. Obviously that's not an excuse because at the end of the day, we make our own choices and we always have a choice. But there are circumstances and situations in life where that's not fair and that's not right. And that totally feeds into people's demons while they're trying to heal, especially when they haven't been given a chance or the tools to heal. But that is a setup for failure. So if you have a loved one who has to go to a state or federal ran halfway house, Forcing them to be there if they have other options isn't in their best interest and it's actually stacking more odds against this individual. Just like a business, prisons and the various businesses built around this system thrive off of human bodies. So if you don't come back, they don't stay in business. They're not able to meet their quotas to maintain the financial functions within the system. So it's like the overhead costs in a business. You have to make a certain amount of money in order to even stay in business. And so the same concept applies to prisons, jails, and any sort of business that functions based off of these systems. So these pipelines that feed into the prison industrial complex, which is super obvious based on the programs and resources and life skills programs that they quote unquote offer you, which they don't, only for you know select populations within those systems. And now that I'm at a point in my life where I have transformed in so many different ways, I understand that part of the reason that I was not able to overcome my demons is because the systems that I was going through, they thrive because of the existence of these demons. It is not in their best interest to equip you with the right tools to overcome these demons. It's just like in business. It's easier to bring back an existing customer and to maintain those relationships than to find new ones. So that's what probation is there for. I'll go into that later. So after experiencing both the federal prison system and the state prison system, and I have now developed and transformed on the trajectory to be the man that I see worth in me becoming, I see why it took me until 29 years old to get to where I'm at today 
I am not displacing blame from myself or anybody else that is incarcerated because I'm a firm believer that we make choices and everything in our life reflects the choices that we have made at one point or another. But when you're down, does it feel good to be kicked? When you're struggling, does it help when somebody exploits you, takes advantage of you, or compromises any form of stability or hope that you have for their own benefit and their own gain? It doesn't. And so having had these life experiences and seeing how the foster system shuffles its constituents into the juvenile system and then the adult penitentiary system, I see what's wrong. I have experienced what's wrong, and I'm not okay with that. And so that's where my passion stems from because of the adversities, the obstacles, the demons I had to overcome while having to overcome an entire system that our country has set in place that had the intention of debilitating my ability to excel as well as everybody else who is in those systems. That's why when you get out, you can't even get good employment. They have felon restrictions on employment. You also can't get decent housing. They have restrictions on accessibility to housing. If we were to talk about stability, what would be the main components that keep you safe, that keep you fed, that make sure all of your needs are met, housing and employment? And those two staples of stability have specifically been targeted against this demographic. So that's where my passion comes from. And we all have our passions and we all have all those life experiences that really, really get our spirits fired up about. Maybe it's a loved one who died from cancer or inadequate care in some sort of situation. Maybe it's homelessness or any other life experiences like the ones we spoke about at the beginning of this episode. Whatever it is through your life experiences that you have, there's passion if you look back and you feel passion more than maybe you want to admit. So now that we have discussed passion by using me and my life experiences, now that we go into purpose. So with passion, now we can channel our passion into purpose which is what I have done. And that is what has allowed me to create a vision with tangible, attainable goals that I have broken down to contribute to these experiences that I have had so that others don't have the same debilitating experiences that I did. Once again, we put ourselves in a lot of situations. We make a lot of really dumb decisions, especially in addiction. Addiction is powerlessness. It is insanity. I promise you it is insanity because now that I'm in a sober mind, I wonder how I did what I did. It feels so foolish. And so by channeling those life experiences into purpose, now we have direction. Purpose for me is direction. That is the trajectory towards the tangible goals that are based from those life experiences. How can we contribute? What can we do? How can I improve the life experiences of those after me? Because for me, having gone through the life experiences that I've had, I don't wish that upon anybody. If I can do something to relinquish those experiences from the next man or woman, that makes me feel good about my purpose in life. That gives value to what I'm doing Because I connect on a level that is so intimate that I can't bear the thought of sitting around and just letting people be exploited 
and suffer due to the surrounding circumstances in which, you know, some of our life experiences take us. So purpose is a channeled outlet based on our life experiences, which is where passion is born from. So examples of how I am channeling my passion based on my life experiences into a purpose greater than me based on those life experiences is what I'm going to college for. I want to create medical science solutions to combat the drug epidemic that America is experiencing at this time. People are dying left and right. The solutions that are available in the medical science world are subpar at best. And because of that passion, I am willing to climb mountains. I'm willing to push through a lot of barriers and obstacles that without those life experiences and that passion, I wouldn't be able to. My level of commitment because of that passion, which feeds into my purpose, I believe in myself. And I believe that I can give value to my life experiences by paying it forward to the next American. And because of the passion that I feel for my experiences in the justice system, I feel it is my duty to take action. There are 1.8 million Americans incarcerated right now, and there are over 70 million Americans with criminal records, and at least 20 million of that 70 million are experiencing societal barriers that are a result of legislations and policies that have been put in place with ill intent. And I've experienced those, and I'm experiencing those today, even while in college. And that's not right. And so for me, that is how my passion is channeled into purpose, which now will take us into progress. And so next we have is progress. So the emphasis on the progress is the lens in which we view progress and the focus in which we give our purpose and our passion in relation to the progress that we have to make in order to attain those milestones and those goals, in order to make those changes and to contribute in those ways that we think and we know, we believe that we can do. And so for me, what I have had to do is I had had to redirect my mind on how I view progress because now I understand that in order for me to channel this passion into this purpose, I have to make monumental amounts of progress in my life. Habits, lifestyle, the way I think. And what I have struggled throughout my entire life is the ability to conceptualize and modularize these various aspects of life and life skills because we aren't just born with things. We have to put a lot of attention and focus into our ways of going about things. So that'd be the habits, the mentalities. And one of the things that I came across that was my biggest problem was I kept viewing everything as mountains. I lacked the ability to break it down and to keep it simple. And so I read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. And if you go to felonexperience.net and you look at the top of the webpage, there will be a link to Audible. And you also get two free books along with a subscription. And you will also be supporting the Felon Experience podcast through the subscription through this specific link. So it's a win-win situation for all of us. And I strongly suggest that You sign up and with one of those free books, you order Atomic Habits by James Clear. Make progress daily by 
striving for just 1% progress. We don't have to climb a mountain in one day. That's actually not possible. Nothing happens overnight. We're not going to improve our deficits overnight. Our weaknesses, our bad habits, our mentalities that prevent us from taking action or reaching our maximum potential. We can break those down to the basics and we can rebuild those by keeping it small. And keeping it small makes it more appealing psychologically. And you also learn about cues, which especially in addiction, how to alter your environmental cues, your personal cues, and your habitual cues that are strewn out all around you in your life that you may not even realize. It's like smokers. You smoke after you eat, you smoke at a certain time, you smoke after a certain activity or a certain action. It's basically taking that concept of what makes us tick, why we respond to certain things in certain ways, and it makes it really easy to understand. And with that understanding, you also get strategies and steps that you can take daily to improve those. And this all feeds into the progress of your goals which your passion and your purpose have led you towards. So one of the things that I have done is I have taken this concept of environmental cues and I have created gratitude cues strewn out all about my room. And what this does is it reminds me of my blessings and of my accomplishments. I have certificates and I have little trinkets just to remind me of the blessings that I have so I never forget about the good things in life. You don't have to do everything in a short period of time. Nothing is just going to happen. You have to work towards it. And by focusing on progress in incremental form, what used to feel like mountains in your life, what used to feel like the things that you wouldn't ever be able to change, you will find that over a period of time, you can change those by keeping it small and keeping it simple. And by being consistent, It's a lot easier to be consistent with small incremental amounts of change and growth than consistently looking for leaps and overcoming mountains in short periods of time, which is actually pretty unrealistic when it comes to rebuilding ingrained habits, mentalities, and thought processes. So for me, the whole concept of progress, which is fueled by passion, which turns into purpose, the actionable steps and goals to attain that vision... By keeping it at 1% progress daily, where does that put you in 100 days? Where does that put you in 365 days? And that is a 365% annual growth investment. With time, with the 1% daily progress, you will attain your goals. You will be who you want to be. One quick sneak peek into turning your passion into purpose and then focusing on daily progress is that you'll become grounded in gratitude because without those life experiences, you would not have that passion, which has given you your direction through purpose, which you can attain through focusing on 1% daily progress. And the best thing about it is, is that by keeping the bar low at 1%, you will find yourself making leaps in life far beyond the 1%. But it's overcoming the psychological barriers that we place in front of ourselves that makes the magic happen. Choices. Everything in life is choices. Your choices today reflect your experiences of tomorrow. So for me, passion has become my secret weapon in life because it's the strongest kind of fuel 
that I've ever experienced. And my hope is that you can take what you have heard today and whatever bits that you need to apply it to your life, to overcome your demons and your obstacles, and to attain the life and the vision that you know you're worth, regardless of any life experience that you have had in the past. Feel free to listen to my previous episodes as well. And once again, don't take everything I say at face value because what works for me may not work for you, but bits and pieces of it may. And that's what I did. I took bits and pieces of what other people were doing and I applied it to what I was doing and it has been transforming my life. And my goal, the intent of this podcast is to help you transform your life too. Because what's the point of transforming if you can't help others too? It's the purpose of life. And don't forget to go to felonexperience.net, the top of the page, click the Audible link to get two free books with your subscription so you can also order Atomic Habits by James Clear. Gain the same perspective that I have gained from this book.